And when we take care of those kind of pragmatic details, one of the many good things that it does is it frees the rest of our time up to focus on the even more important stuff, which is our connection to each other, our relationships with our kids, our, our priorities, our values, the, the bigger concepts that are what marriage is really all about. Welcome to This Whole Life, a podcast for all of us seeking sanity and sanctity, and a place to find joy and meaning through the integration of faith and mental health. I'm Kenna Malay, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm with my husband, Pat Malay, a Catholic speaker, musician, and leader. We invite you to our kitchen table. Okay, not literally, but but you're definitely invited into the conversations that we seem to keep having once the kids have scattered off to play and we're left doing the dishes. We're excited to share this podcast for educational purposes. It is not intended as therapy or as a substitute for mental health care. So let's get talking about this whole life. Hello, friends, and welcome back to This Whole Life. We are Pat and Kenna Malay, and you are exactly the person God made you to be. And I'm really <laughs> glad that you are with us today, and it's great to be with you, my beautiful bride. How are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm um, enjoying our new setting. We've been uh, nomadic. We've been like the holy family wandering, um, <laughs> and now we have settled um, in an office adjacent to our clinical office, and so, yeah, I'm just like settling into the these new digs and happy to be here with you and really excited to talk about today's topic. That's right. And And happy new year. Happy new year. When this episode releases, it will be 2024. 2024. That still sounds a little bit fictitious. Like (laughs) I I remember like when I would see 2024 on like people's credit cards on like the expiration of their credit card. And I'm like, that's a, that's a fantasy time. We'll never make it that far. Yeah, that'll never come. (laughs) And here we are. I will see Jesus before I see 2024. (laughs) But here we are. Alas, here we are. What's the, I always lose track now of like the, I forget what year that they went to in Back to the Future when they had like floating cars and hoverboards and all that stuff, Mm. right? Whatever it was, it was in the past for us. I mean, like... Oh, really? Yeah, they thought that like... Okay. Yeah, 2021 or 22, I think is what they went to. Because they were in like... When was that? Like 1986 or something like that? Like they went from 86 to what they thought was the unthinkable future right. 40 years from then, right. you know? Because, <laughs> I mean, they'd have to get through the Y2K portal, so... Yeah, no one was going to survive that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, here we are, alive and kicking in 2024. 2024. <laughs> what, what are your first highs and hards of the year, my love? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I will start with hards. Um, it, it And this is probably something I've said many, many times, but it just in this season, in this moment, in this time of year feels particularly hard. And that is just big feelings, big emotions for the kids, for sure. For me also, I don't know about you. I haven't even had the bandwidth to check in with you. If you're, if you're just like steady Eddie Pat and just hanging out where you normally are, which is pretty cool, calm and collected. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just, it's so difficult to regulate. And it's so, you know, our kids need us to help them to regulate and to ground. And so then when I'm also like out of sorts and like, like just strange schedules, weird, out of routine, 
you know, kind of on vacation, but you're never really on vacation as a parent and a business owner. And, and so, um, it's just, yeah, it just feels like we're all a little bit off and that makes for some emotional soup, um, in our house. (laughs) So if we invite you over, beware, (laughs) caveat emptor. (laughs) Um, so that has just been a hard of like disciplining myself to take more time to, like be, yeah, create that margin, create that space to attune to myself so that I can really be present to them because it's not their job to soothe me and like calm me down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've got to be at the ready for them. Um, it's just, it's hard. It's hard because life just keeps moving. Um, it sure do. Yeah. So that's the hard. I would say the high um, lately has been, you know, and especially coming off of Christmas, um, the music is a huge piece of Christmas and especially in the Malay household, um, a big piece of Christmas that you, I feel like really, um, underscore for our family in the best way. Um, and this year, um, a couple unique things have brought that out. One, um, has been just a couple trips to the Minnesota Symphony Orchestra. Um, one to see the movie Frozen with our 13 year old, which is just like a weird thing to say. I was sharing about it with colleagues the other day and they were like, you did what? You paid how much to do what? And I'm like, no, you guys, it felt like like I was seeing the movie for the first time, for the first time in forever. Um, I was seeing it for the first time and- um, Zing. Because the orchestra plays the soundtrack, yeah. the score of the movie and the soundtrack of the songs that they sing along to. They play the music live while the movie is being shown in its entirety on a screen above the orchestra. So they, they with show subtitles. the movie. They, <laughs> right. They show the movie with subtitles. They take out all the music and then the orchestra plays the music live. So it's yeah. just really an amazing thing to watch. And And it it makes you realize like what art that is, you know, whatever your stance is on Disney and their shows and whatever, like just that music is, it's just so beautiful. And, um, the story, the, you know, the moral of that story, particularly so beautiful. Um, but yeah, our kids are just all more, all the more into music. Our little girls are like songbirds just flitting around our house, singing the sweetest songs. Um, they go to a school in which they learn a lot of Spanish and have a lot of, um, you know, students and teachers who are bilingual. And so they're singing Feliz Navidad, like as if they were born with it on the tip of their tongue. Like <laughs> it is just so sweet. And so I love the part when they get to the, 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 the Prospero Año y yes. Felicidad, right? They go, Feliz Navidad, Asado, Bati, Dice, Bati, just like, it's like Joey trying to learn French on friends. It just they they are nowhere close, but they love it and it's great. Yeah. And I'm just I'm loving it. It just it brings so much joy. I mean, music really does like lift our mood and set the tone and the kids just initiating asking for it and playing a lot of it lately. So um yeah, and then their own they make music on their own instruments and um it's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. So coming into the new year with a heart full of gratitude for that gift of beauty, like it really is an encounter with the Lord when they enjoy the music, play the music for us and sing along and all that. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good. What about you, my darling? One? Um, I think my heart is um, that we have just been having lots of conversations recently about um, loved ones and one loved one in particular, a grandparent who is who is ill and probably nearing the end of their life. And 
um, the it's good in a lot of ways. Like you and I talked last night, kind of about how how we were feeling about that one particular grandparent and their their health and they're preparing for the end of their life and and how it's affecting the people around them and how our emotions are doing in the midst of that. And I was telling you that it really is bittersweet in the truest sense. Like the the person that. I feel happiest for in the whole process is my grandmom because she gets to see God face to face really soon. And, and sure it's, it's, there are sadnesses that I'm sure that she's feeling and different emotions and all that, but, um, definitely sad for the rest of us who will lose a loved one, at least for a time, you know, for the rest of our lives here on earth. So, um, bittersweet in, in the true sense, you know, St. Paul talks about, we, we don't grieve as those who have no hope, you know, but it's still good and appropriate to be sad because we have lost something that's important to us. So just, you know, another opportunity to kind of reflect on the hardship of, of grief and death and what that means for the person who is dying and the rest of us who are grieving in the process. Um, so not all bad, but definitely hard in some ways, you know, um, I think my high is just having lots of opportunities to, to watch our kids try and learn different things. You know, mm. um, we've got kids that we, I, I, we do our darndest and I'm sure we mess it up, you know, more often than we get it right, but we do our darndest to encourage, but not push our children to do difficult things, including sports and music and, and all that. So just watching them like try out different activities and even, so activities, you know, like basketball and, and uh, wrestling and baseball and football, things like that, music with piano and band instruments and all that, but even just sorting out friendships as they get older. And, you know, you and I are really thrilled and pretty humbled by the the choices of friends that our kids have made to this point in their lives. And we just are really happy to invest in the friendships that they've developed and and the families that we've gotten to know really well. So it's just fun to <laughs> certainly not to live vicariously through our children. That is terribly inappropriate, but to watch them try things, sometimes fail, have to deal with the failure and learn about themselves and about life in the midst of all that stuff. It's just a, it's, it's been a really fun process and can't wait for a whole new year of it. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Um, well, speaking of new year, um, I'm just, I'm realizing, I don't know that we ever actually planned it this way, but today's topic um, might be a timely one for those who are like, okay, 2024, what you got for me? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, ready right, to, right. you know, take my game up a notch or, or kind of it's, turn over a new leaf. Let's yeah. Get and it's a moment yeah. to reflect and to recognize like, oh, we might be in a new season or we might have more capacity than we've had before, or we don't have as much capacity as we had before. And we need new systems that can help support us through mm -hmm, this time of mm -hmm. chaos or uncertainty or disorganization or whatever. Wherever you're at, my point is, um, I am excited that we get to share with you something that has been really meaningful, um, not just in a practical way, but in a process way of helping you and I, Pat, to be more unified, to feel like we each make valuable contributions to the visioning of our family and and to really living out what we hear our call is as a family and right. as a couple. So we're talking about family 
family meetings, which is like the least glamorous name we could have. We should probably have something. It's, oh, it's, it's to the it's point. It's to the point. Beautiful. It's, it's um. <laughs> there's no doubt what we're talking about here. Yep. Um. So I don't know. Can you? You are the LeBron James of explaining games. So maybe you could also be the LeBron <laughs> of explaining concepts. What is a family meeting in a nutshell? 30 seconds or less. 30 seconds or less? 30 seconds, let's oh go. Oh my gosh, start the clock. Um, <laughs> a family meeting is a specific time set apart for, at minimum, a husband and wife. And at a certain point, maybe it's appropriate to have older kids join in the family meeting as well to handle the the mundane, business-like, day-to-day minutia of their lives. What are the things that are going to make our home function well what are the things that we need to do scheduling-wise, budget-wise, priority-wise, so that we can spend, hopefully, most of the rest of our time doing loving, connection-type family things? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And awesome. Wasn't timing you, but I think that was about 30 seconds. I'll take it. <laughs> um, and the other thing I would say, too, is like, yeah, absolutely. It's about how are we using our time and our money and and all of that throughout the week. But it's also like freeing up brain space. It's like freeing up um, some of that emotional bandwidth so that I can be present to the beautiful, Mm -hmm. maybe quieter, more restful or energetic, joyful moments of family life that I don't have to have a tab running over here of like, got to put cucumbers on the grocery list. One of the great benefits of the family meeting, and we'll get to this when we talk about the, the details. So I would imagine that there are maybe two types of people in the world, and maybe I am type one and you are type two. Actually, it's probably the other way around. Let's call it your type A and I am whatever the other. (laughs) Type D, E. Uh, I am never burdened by concerns, Mm. thoughts, plans, things that I have to, like a to-do list in my head. Mm -hmm. You know, when I lay down, I'll be asleep in 20 seconds. It's a glorious life until my negligence affects other people. But in the Mm. meantime, for the time being, it's awesome. So I I do not have this like running to-do list tabs open in my mental browser, all that stuff. You are, I've been told the opposite and that you have a constant to-do list and you're aware of like the thing that has to happen two weeks from now and the five steps that have to happen between now and then for it to work yes. well, things like that. You know me. You so know me. <laughs> my guess is that a family meeting is good for everyone. It's definitely been good for me too, but it's probably especially good for a person like you that you know that you've got a place coming in the next week where you can download all of that stuff, that you don't have to obsess over it or be concerned with it when you're trying to relax on a Saturday night or when you're trying to go to bed on a Monday night because you know that, whatever, Tuesday evening, I'm going to be able to get this all out. So I'm going to write it all down. I'm going to keep notes, and then I'm going to bring it to our family meeting, and I don't have to have it take up the rest of the week. Well, and also in regard to the difference, which first of all is really common, in married couples. And Mm -hmm. if we think about it, if we had two people like me, we might just erupt into a volcano. It'd be two people for a little while. And then (laughs) eventually it would just one, one of us, one would destroy the other. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, so this, this balance, right, is very common. And it's also can be the source of frustration. We know that in our marriage, and I've certainly heard Mm -hmm. of it in other people's marriages. And so to your point of like, yeah, it's good for the quote type A person over here, who always has the to do list and is like, mentally aware, like there's a load, a mental load about it. But I'd say it's also good for you because, and and those in your shoes, because it welcomes you in to being a part of the process. I mean, Mm -hmm, a -hmm. lot of conflict for us has been you feeling like you're just like along for the ride on this life that we are building together. And I'm like, 
get aboard, bud. Like there's, there's room. And, yep. and so it really is an opportunity for us to share in that together. Um, also we process really differently. <laughs> and so Again, we'll get into it in a minute, but the way that we have set up our structure for our family meeting gives allowance for the ways that each of us naturally kind of come to realize, oh, that needs to be done and that needs to be taken care of. And mm-hmm. oh, I should tell him this or ask her that. Um, it, it allows for both of us to play to our strengths. So um, that's a little bit of the foundational work there. Because um, before we did family meetings and even now that we're in a rhythm, even when we don't when we're not both committed to it fully in the times when we're not both intentional about it, I by default am more likely to just be along for the ride. And after a few weeks of that, I'll be upset about it and I won't be happy with the situation, but my personality will lean in that direction. So it's going to be easier for me to just like give up responsibility to not really be involved in the, in the, the minutia of family life. You on the other hand, will more than likely be happy to take control and mm-hmm. to do the things that need to be done. And then again, a f- for a few days, you and I can function that way. For a f- After a few weeks, you probably are going to start feeling resentful and bitter and yes. angry that it's your job. It's like we've talked job. about this once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've had to, had to resolve this issue. So it helps us to come to center and to really meet each other there and to be complementary in the true sense of the word and not opposed to each other just because we are opposites in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I honestly, I don't remember where this idea came from. I was literally just thinking that and I don't either. (laughs) I can't remember. So thank you, Lord, for whoever you put, whoever you put in our path that suggested this or gave us the idea or modeled it for us. Um, But it has been a long road. I mean, I think it's been since the beginning of our marriage. Is that too much to say? Like that we've been trying to come up with a system that works. And it's only been maybe in the last, I don't know, five years that I feel like we've really hit our stride. Um, I can go back in the Google Doc and tell you. Can you? Okay. Our first Um, family (laughs) meeting was on March 7th, 2011. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, we've been so married we were for just under two years. Just yeah. under two years. So, th- and before that, we had some other methods of trying to track. We had like some shared other ways mm-hmm. of trying to track it. Yep. But in this Google Doc, we are in 2024. We have been using this shared Google Doc. Since Friends, I am looking at a 168 page Google Doc <laughs> that is the record of our family's business details for the past <laughs> It would be a good years. trip down memory lane to see like, what were the things plaguing us back then and now? Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Oh, I but, really um, think we should. <laughs> so I also want to acknowledge that, you know, if you have a life that experiences a lot of anomalies and exceptions to the rule, I mean, Pat, you and I have never had nine to five jobs. Like we've never had that, yeah. like I clock in at eight and I'm out by four 30 and my lunch is exactly from noon to noon 30. Like Never, ever, ever in our married life have we had that. There's travel, there's speaking at nights, weekends, there are ministry events and commitments. You know, there still are those things that go on. And now we've got kids who have those kinds of things going on (laughs) in their life too. So I particularly think that a family meeting is helpful um, because... um, those those outlier quote you know events and commitments are the rule now like that is the norm it's not will we have something outside of working hours this week it's like when is it how many of them are there going to be and yep. how are we going to pivot and adjust totally. for yeah. it yeah um so i i especially am speaking i think to those who find themselves in that season um 
Yeah. And the other thing too, you know, to go back to your 100 and 164 pages. 168. Okay. 168. And 168 counting. pages of agendas um, is that this has evolved. I mean, I guarantee if we went back and looked at that first agenda, you know, back in 2011, um, it looks really different because we have changed. We prioritize things differently. I think we would articulate our values perhaps a little bit differently. Um, and certainly our family life, what our kids need, um, just all of that is so different. And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um, I'm just imagining that, okay, yes, we will share our structure with you. And also I want to put this huge asterisk at the end of like, please, 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 please fiddle with it, you know, toy with it, do make adjustments that make sense for your life and that work for your personalities and your family's needs. Cause we certainly have had to do that and probably still are yeah. um, in small ways. So yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the practicals before yeah. we actually walk through our agenda. Um, what are some of the things that stand out to you, babe, about like, yeah, these are some ground rules and expectations that are important to help get this thing off the ground. Right, right. So first of all, we have a, a shared Google calendar just for our family. And we've had that for years and years and years. I'm sure some people use Apple calendars or whatever, you know, but I'm guessing that most families nowadays probably have some kind of, a, of, of an online calendar that everyone has, has access to. Uh, we would, we would, be we would be in big trouble if we didn't have one of those <laughs> yeah Your, our kids teachers can tell you how often we drop the ball and it would be way worse if we didn't yes, have correct. Google calendar with like <laughs> color-coded like yours mine ours business you know birthdays all that oh my gosh so we have we have a google calendar that you and i both use together so we have different colors for all those different things you just mentioned so i know what i'm doing and i know what you're doing you know my schedule we get together on the family schedule we know what kids practices are it's it's exhaustive and sometimes exhausting but it's really essential when our kids get older and when they're able to use technology, email, calendars like this. We'll invite them into the calendar as well and we'll give them access and they'll be able to see what the family's doing, all that good stuff. Um, and and really, while a lot of this stuff is going to sound pretty business-like and pretty, frankly, boring and mundane sometimes, um, it really does help us have a better marriage, I'm convinced. Uh, marriage is not a business arrangement. It's not a contract, even though you kind of sign a contract on a, you know, <laughs> on a government level the day you get married. You also sign a sacramental certificate of marriage because this is a sacrament. It's, it's something that God is doing in us and God willing through us. But in the world, we deal with worldly issues that are very much part and parcel with our marriage. So the ways that you and I, as a married couple, navigate those worldly issues is really important. And it really speaks to mm -hmm. our values, to our commitment to each other, to our relationships. And when we take care of those kind of pragmatic details, one of the many good things that it does is it frees the rest of our time up to focus on the even more important stuff, which is our connection to each other our relationships with our kids, our, our priorities, our values, the, the bigger concepts that are what marriage is really all about in, in the truest sense. So um, I've already acknowledged that we have an, an absurdly long Google Doc <laughs> that is just an ongoing Google Doc. Every time, every week, we add to the top of the Google Doc the new date of the next family meeting. And leading up to that meeting, we start adding agenda items and contributing different things, again, to download them off of our mental checklist onto the family meetings document. So 
as you're going through your week, you're thinking through, okay, a kid has practice next week. Uh, there's a birthday party coming up that we need to pay attention to. Uh, there's this one event at church that I really want to go to, and I want to see if that works with the family schedule. I'm thinking about the next time I'm going to watch Monday Night Football with my buddies, and if that works with the family schedule. There's speaking events coming up, and both of us separately are adding those to the Google Doc and adding to the agenda so that when we come together, we've already got a sense already of where we're going to go. And that stuff, we don't have to remember it coming to the meeting because it's all right there. Well, and I think that particularly was born out of many experiences of one of us maybe shooting the other a text or forwarding an email like, hey, we got invited to so-and-so's um, you know, uh, wedding or baby shower or whatever, like, does this work? And the other one being like, I have no context for like, what's going on in our life. I'm not near my calendar. I can't. And, and this overwhelm and feeling like this ball has just been lobbed into your garden and now you've got to respond. And so it's been for me, particularly, it has been really relieving. It, it took discipline, but like when girlfriends reach out and they're like, Hey, can we get together on such and such date that I say, Hey, family meeting Thursday night, let me touch base with Pat and yep. I'll get back to you then. So I'm not leaving people hanging, yep. but I'm also disciplining myself of like, this is not crisis level. This yeah. is not like Johnny broke his tooth and I need to run him to the dentist. Can you pick up the kids after school today? Like that should be dealt with, right? But but this is like getting into the rhythm that most of life it can wait. Our world gives us this message that it can't and that we have to be beholden to yep. every ding and every text buzz. But the truth is that if we want to be in the driver's seat of our lives, we have to act like it. We have to be ready to take charge of it and to make intentional decisions. And so I think that that shared agenda and shared being the operative term yep. um, is really, really important. The other thing, and I've kind of alluded to this, is that we, for a long time, had our family meetings. I can't even remember now. Was it maybe Tuesday nights? I think so. But we had this commitment of like literally nothing else usurps a family meeting. Um, Now, you know, that was kind of when we were getting into the groove because before it was like things would trample on top of the family meeting and then it would never happen. Or we'd say, Later on, like, oh, oh, I guess we'll just do it during the kids' nap time on Sunday. No, that's not what I want to do on my Sunday. And then I'm resentful to you for saying yes to that work thing that covered our family meeting on that Tuesday, whatever. So now we are so well-versed, and I really do trust that you also value the family meeting as Mm -hmm. much as I do, Mm -hmm. that we are more flexible these days. But when so if you came to me and said, okay, I've been asked to speak at this thing on this Tuesday night, and then I say back to you, Hey, when do you see a feasible time for us to switch our family meeting then in order for you to say yes to that right. speaking request? Yep. Um, and you know, vice versa for the things that go on for me. So committing to a same ta- same time, same place also really helps create that discipline of guys, I'll get back to you about that social invite later because I know I can guarantee we're going to have a family meeting yeah. where we can talk about it on yeah. this day. Um, otherwise, it's you can't commit to that. That would be silly, right? right? To not know if the meeting's ever going to happen. I hadn't even thought about the value actually fully of what you're talking about, about being able to tell somebody who proposes some kind of a social engagement, we're having a family meeting on Tuesday. I'll let you know by Wednesday, Thursday next week. It, the, the first pastor I ever worked for at a parish was a great pastor. And one of the very practical things that he had asked us to do, this was back in the day of, brace yourself, a fit, tangible calendar. So you would carry your little Man, notebook I calendar. Days. I know you do. You would carry our little calendar notebook. And for us, 
Catholic nerds, it was the old liturgical planner. Yeah, right? it was. Back in with the all day. the feast days and the vestment colors. The colors. And, anyway. Yep. So I w- we would carry that around. That was great. And he he like, he didn't instruct us. You know, he was like, do what you want. But he was like, it may be good practice for you to not carry that calendar with you wherever you go, hmm. especially at parish events, because he was totally right. What would happen is somebody would come up and say, hey, I've got a great idea for an event. Are you busy on... March 19th or whatever, right? And if you're sitting there holding your calendar, the only thing stopping you from opening it is <laughs> I don't want to do that, right? <laughs> and he said what what it gives you the space to do is to say, you know what? I don't know right now. I don't have my calendar with me. Let me check and get back to you. And then you have a little more freedom to go back and to match it up with the rest of your life. And even if you're not busy that night, if you've had something every night for five days straight, and that's the sixth night, it's very appropriate to tell somebody, you know what? I'm just busy. I can't pull it off that evening. Let's find another time, you know? So it's really helpful to just have that in your back pocket. I'm going to check my calendar. We have a family meeting and I'll let you know. Yeah, that's absolutely. great. Well, yeah. well, let's do it. Let's walk through our actual agenda. I feel like we're, it's a little vulnerable, like breaking open <laughs> our world to others and, you know, maybe receive some critical comments. Who knows? That's um, great. But, um, but I, I, one time, um, Pat, you explained it to me as this, and, and I can think of the visual, so I'll share it because it's helpful. But you said we put the big rocks in the jar first, so then the little pebbles can fill in the spaces in between, and then we pour the sand in last to fill it in. And I think of our agenda, this you know shared agenda that we go through every week as being that we talk about the most important things, the highest values right. and priorities to our family first, right. and then we see what room there is for the, the pebbles, and then finally the sand. Because if you start with the sand, if you start with just pounding away at the tiny little details, you're probably never going to fit in all those big rocks, all the big priorities. You've got to start with the big things and then fill in with the little details as you have space. Beautiful. Well, let's do this. Great. So first thing we do when we sit down for a family meeting is pray. Of course, um, it's not a super long prayer necessarily. If, if you want to do a 20 minute worship session with your spouse, I think that's wonderful. You should do that. What we do is like a minute or two. I'll typically lead just a spontaneous prayer, inviting the Holy Spirit to be a part of what we're doing putting our family under the guidance of God's grace, that everything that we're going to talk about in this family meeting is ultimately God's and it's directed toward him. Um, We ask him to bless our conversations, our priorities, our values, our money, that all of it can be for his glory and that everything that we do is submitted totally to his will. So it just frames the whole family meeting, gets us off on the right foot. Yeah. And I think it also is helpful because we're often coming from, you know, tucking kids in for bed. So our meetings are usually eight o'clock on Tuesday nights. So tucking kids into bed and who knows how that went. And so it kind of allows us to go, okay, regroup. Here we are. We come in panting and sweating. Yeah. And And maybe a little bit irritated with each other. Like, okay, same team, same team. Um, So then the first thing we talk about is mass. What Sunday mass are we going to attend, particularly now since we have a child who serves? Um, So getting on the same page and making sure that that is on the calendar and that there are no other conflicts with that. Right. So after we've got church, which is the ultimate rock, that's the first rock that goes into the jar. Then we do the sometimes long and onerous, but very important melding of the schedules 
trademark. So <laughs> we start with the very next day. If we meet on Tuesday night, we'll start on Wednesday and we just walk through day by day until our next family meeting. So we just get at least that next week or whatever out of the way so that we know who's going where and when, who's who needs rides and who's getting a ride, who's driving kids where, who do we need to ask for help from other families with rides or support or things like that? Who has a test coming up? Who has a game on Saturday? Who, if we're going out of town this weekend, how we're going to pack and prepare for that? Just going day by day by day, making sure that there are no holes, no loops left where possible miscommunication or confusion can sneak in and mess, an, uh, mess up an otherwise wonderful day. Yeah, it might be my favorite part. I'm just going to go on the record saying that. Okay, next we talk about feast days, birthdays, and anniversaries. So looking at, you know, we we celebrate our kids' feast days. So that usually requires, you know, a special menu or getting their input, maybe going to mass or adoration or just a special time of prayer. And then certainly birthdays and anniversaries of, you know, nieces and nephews, brothers, sisters, grandparents, um, friends, sending out a card or purchasing a gift or, you know, whatever. So looking at those things, making sure that we've got the space to be able to celebrate those in whatever way we're going to do that. Yep. The next part might be my favorite part, (laughs) which is prioritizing fun and joy as a family. So in the next section, we focus on three things. Number one, a date night that there's some point that you and I get to spend alone intentionally with each other on a date that week. Sometimes we go out and we have dinner or go do something. Sometimes these are dates at the house where we order in or we just have a normal dinner with the kids and then do our own thing at night, but we find a date night. The second thing is some kind of family fun. So if we don't have a family event built into the week already, and sometimes we do, like we've got dinner with friends or something like that. If we don't have that already, we find a time and a space to do something together as a family as time and space allows. And then the third thing is we've gotten into this really fun tradition of one of us will go to Saturday morning daily mass with one of our kids as just kind of a a dad or mom and kid alone event. So we'll go to daily mass with them. We'll maybe go to a coffee shop and get a donut or something like that for fun afterwards. In a family of seven kids, time alone with mom and dad is kind of at a premium for our children. (laughs) And it's a really great opportunity for us because they are sometimes a whole different kid when they're alone with us. And it's a great time to pray, great time to celebrate. Um, So we plan out who's doing that with which kid on a given Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the next thing we do is just confirm look each other in the eye and be like, okay, next family meeting, the next time I will see you for this is such and such. And again, it's usually Tuesday nights, but if there's some kind of an anomaly to make sure that we're both aware of it and can make adjustments appropriately. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we really prioritize in our schedule is physical well-being and making sure that you and I both have times to work out exercise throughout the week. So if we haven't done that already, when we went through the daily schedule, then we'll just confirm, okay, these are the times that you're going to work out. I want to support you and give you time to do that. These are the times I'm going to work out. I'm going to ask for your support and giving me the freedom to do that and really supporting each other in that priority too. Yeah. Because like you said, most of the time it's written into kind of the rhythm of our life, but there are things that happen that throw that off and we have to adjust on the fly. Yep. 
Um, so then the next thing is the budget review. Woo! So within kind of the, the inner workings of the Malay household, Pat, you are um, CFO <laughs> um, <laughs> and you oversee our finances, you update our um, Excel spreadsheet. And so it's a chance for me to take a look at that with you, for you to ask any questions of me, like, hey, what is this for? What category do I put this in? Um, a chance for you to say to me, hey, we're doing great. Or, oh man, we really got to be mindful in these last two weeks or, you know, what have you to reach our goals. Um, so that's super, super helpful. Um, I'll talk about the thing that I am the, the captain, the chief officer of later on, but, um, but yeah, it's a good opportunity for us to talk about money at a moment. We both expect it because money is such a trigger for so many of us, um, that to, you know, bamboozle you of like, what's going on with our finances, you know, could, I could see how you'd be defensive in that. So right. for us both to know that this is coming and then for you to get the budget up to snuff in time, it works really well. <laughs> The next item, we are a work in progress ourselves. Okay. <laughs> this could be the yeah, the the growing edge right here. This is a bit of a do as we say, not as we do. Here's <laughs> the deal. At our best, we try to the the days that we need to order something from Amazon or get it, you know, for drive up at Target or something like that. When we're at our best, we will put things in the cart of our Amazon our Amazon cart or put things in the Target cart on the app and we will just leave it. And we will come back to it Resist at our the family meeting. <laughs> exactly. We'll come back to it at our family meeting together, look at it and say, do we really need this thing? <laughs> and it doesn't match the budget right now. Correct. We have been, let's circle back to a few years ago. We were amazing at this. And yeah. we would like delete things out of the car or like, you know, save for later. And we'd leave it and be like, nope, not this month, not this month. And then two months go by and you're like, I guess we don't really need that thing. Right. Um, we were, okay, okay. 2024 goals. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Go back right to the car. Right now, system. what we're in the problem. No, 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 no. What no, we're no, in the no. habit of doing <laughs> is trigger finger happy. About two target orders a day. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even talk about the Amazon orders. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, next on the agenda is to review tasks from last meeting. So, um, in just a second, you'll hear that we each go through kind of our personal laundry list of like what we're bringing to the table, right? This is just the shared pool of like, this is standard issue. This stuff we've talked to you about so far, we do this every meeting. Um, but we review the tasks from the last meeting and the way we do this, and maybe Pat, you could give them a sample of this on the website as well, or sure. on the um, show notes as well. But when we're going through and Pat's like, oh, that's a task. I'm going to make kids dental appointments. He bolds that on his list of things to do. So when we review tasks from last meeting, he just runs over the last agenda and looks at his bolded items and goes, yep, I made those. Oop, nope, didn't do that. Let me bump it up again to this week. And I do the same thing. So that's huge because then there's some accountability and we both need it. That circle back is really important. Right, right. That's huge. And then the final thing that's kind of in this joint pool of all the things that we do every single meeting is we'll look at what you and I both need in terms of self-care. So, so important. Again, if it's not built into our week, and sometimes it is, sometimes mm -hmm. you've got a, a girl's night out with some friends, sometimes I've got something with some guys, you know, and it really does kind of like rejuvenate us and, and bring us back to wholeness. If it's not built in, we'll make sure that we find and prioritize time for you to do some self-care so that you can serve better for me to do the same on my end so that we can be better spouses, better parents afterward. 
Yeah. So then um, menu planning. So if you are the CFO and do all things related to money, I am also the CFO of the food and <laughs> recipe department. The chief food officer. The chief yeah. food officer. <laughs> um, and um, so that I just kind of oversee. We have a shared note to go over the menu and grocery items and all that. But it's a chance for us to just to touch base for you to share with me if there's anything that you've noticed that we need in terms of you know kitchen things. Um, and then also, like I said, if there's upcoming feast days or whatever, we can talk about it and make some adjustments there. Right. And then the next portion of the meeting are the parts that you and I have been adding on all week long. So before we even meet on a Tuesday night, let's say I've been just throwing all my little items that we need to talk about on a list under my name. You've been doing the same under the Kenna category. So then when we meet, when we actually sit down after we do all the kind of joint things we just talked through, then I'll just rattle through my list. All right, we've got some retreats that we're being asked to speak at. How, when are we going to find time to organize the garage? When are, when are, um, uh, what's our plan for vacation this coming summer? Things like that. Things that need a little bit more discussion. They don't happen every week. And they're just like, for this week, we need to talk about this before it gets too late, you know? So we'll each run through our agenda. If there are to-dos that come out of that, like you mentioned, we'll bold it. So you and I know what we have to accomplish after the meeting wraps up. We don't need to take time with to-do list. This is just for conversation. Make sure we're on the same page. We can move forward in clarity. Yeah. And then on our best days, we end in a prayer before my hair feels like it's being lit on fire. <laughs> I'm running out of the room <laughs> now aware of all the things I have to take care of. But but no, but really then, um, you know, we go our, our separate ways and start tackling these things. Or, you know, at this point, usually we're heading up to bed and winding down for the night. But that is it. That is the, the mystery of the family meeting unfolded before you <laughs> revealed. Um, and again, you know, a lot of that maybe flew over your head as you're listening and driving. But if you take a look at in the shared notes, um, the samples that Pat will put up there and then the kind of agenda template, hopefully that makes more sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what, uh, if you had to think of like one, one, takeaway or one kind of like one gift that the family meeting gives to you and me, what would your big takeaway be from this process? Well, I mean, I've said it before or said it already, I guess, but being in the driver's seat of our life, I mean, there are seasons, I am sure it will happen again. I'm not going to be immune to it just because we have a family meeting, but like there are times when I don't feel like I'm in control of our time, of our kids' time. Um, you know, so many good things come our way. Um, so many good invitations and opportunities come our way. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best for us to right. participate in. And that's hard for me um, because I do have, you know, I'm pretty extroverted and I do have a sense of community and I and I want to enjoy our time together and, and for our kids to have full and joyful lives. And so it's tempting for me when I don't have a place that I can really be intentional and look at it as as a whole, um, I, I can say yes to everything. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I think we're in a pretty yes culture, yes-minded. I can squeeze that in. I can fit that in. Um, but yeah, I, I love that it makes me feel like I am actually making decisions about how to live out this call that I've heard. So yeah, yeah. I think that's my, that's my big thing. What about you? I think for me, it's, um, here's the thing. I always appreciate the family meeting the family meeting is always helpful and I, I hope we never stop doing it. 
I don't always enjoy the process of the family meeting. <laughs> you appreciate the fruit. <laughs> I am not wired for efficiency the way that you are. So yeah, it's like confession. I appreciate what I get out of it. I don't love the process <laughs> per se. So it's very similar in that way. What what has been really helpful for me is to make it as palatable as possible on my side of the fence. So like, it's, it's as silly as it sounds, is it going to help me be a more positive, joyful family meeting-er to have a candy bar while I sit down and talk things over with you. <laughs> Sharing a glass of wine with you. Almost always, yes. Is that going to help? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes to both those things. Uh, if it's uh, after five o'clock. <laughs> what's the best, maybe even day of the week or time of day that, that you and I are boast that you and I are both set up for success in being able to have these kinds of conversations. And some of them can be a little difficult at times when Mm -hmm. you're talking about money and priorities and time, things like that. So um, making it as palatable as possible, maybe for the person who is least thrilled about this process. (laughs) (laughs) So playing to the lowest common denominator. Correct. So besides uh, the challenge of having a family meeting, what, what kind of challenge by choice would you offer to folks? Yeah. Well, I would say um, acknowledging in so like in so many things that we're all at different places on the spectrum, right? Some of you listening may be like, oh my gosh, we've been doing family meetings and we've totally got a more efficient sounding process than you've had and kind of yep. awesome. And others of you are like, whoa, mind blown. Like didn't even think that we could bring these concepts into domestic life. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are in that, I would say kind of with this um, vision of what is going to help you and your spouse be more in the driver's seat of your life. Like I bet there are, there's at least one area where you could be increasingly um, intentional and thoughtful about how you plan out and attend to life. Um, so maybe it's just having the conversation with your spouse of like, I'd like us to think about a family meeting, you know, and suggesting that they also <laughs> listen to this podcast episode. Maybe that is the next step toward being in the driver's seat. Um, maybe you already have these meetings in place and it's saying to your spouse, let's revisit the order in which we talk about things um, that, you know, maybe something needs to shift there. Um, but giving consideration to one step closer toward the idea of a regular time um, to be able to set priorities and to make sure that what you're doing, the actual day in and day out matches the vision, um, because otherwise we're we're not going to get to where we expect to be going um, if each step isn't oriented toward that good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Man, I'm excited to have our next family meeting. What do you know? (laughs) Good news. It's coming for you. (laughs) Whether Um, I like it or not. (laughs) I'll bring the wine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring an overflowing agenda, (laughs) as I always do. We both play to our skills. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to close this in prayer, babe, and send us off to, to live these intentional lives? Yeah, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, God of order and God of life. Lord, we know that you desire us to be oriented toward you and that the way we do that is through our vocations, um, through the, the work and the domestic life that is entrusted to us. And so we pray, Lord, that you would give us the grace to desire to do this because we know it takes work. We know it takes sacrifice and, and that can be uncomfortable or just overwhelming. So give us the grace, Lord. Gift us with your Holy Spirit, with your divine life that we might 
hunger for this good thing of a life that is oriented to you and to glorify you. Bless whatever conversations and adjustments need to be made so that we can be one step closer to this. Um, Enlighten us, illuminate for us the path to um, this life of intentionality and order. We offer all these things through Our Lady and to your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Get that family meeting on the schedule. Yes. Here we go. Yes. And tell <laughs> us about it. I'm so curious, like what of this sticks? Because we're just, we're one couple, right? We are one couple and it's working for us. But I'm curious what elements stick for people. If you are the kind of person that's excited about things like this, family meetings, you're welcome. If you're the kind of person who dreads things like this, I'm very sorry. <laughs> But I think it's good for you either way. <laughs> well, friends, feel free to uh, please drop us a rating and a review on whatever podcast app you choose to use. Uh, you can check us out online at thiswholelifepodcast.com. And again, in the show notes, you'll see templates and all kinds of stuff, the documents that we use for our family meetings. So you can take them or leave them, adapt them to your own family's needs. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at This Whole Life Podcast. And until next time, have an amazing family meeting. Set yourself up for success. And we will see you next time. Go get in that driver's seat, you too. On this whole (laughs) life. You're not alone. This whole life is a production of the Martin Center for Integration. Visit us online at thiswholelifepodcast.com. Check one, two, test, test. Ha 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 